Freedom Express, Conductor Josh here. So you know how basically every governmental official is pushing for vaccination on some level. Well, there are those in the UK that are kind of pushing that even further. So they don't just want complete vaccination for people. Um, so now they want complete vaccination of all cats and dogs. But I ask... If we're going to start vaccinating cats and dogs, why stop there? Bears need to be vaccinated. Monkeys. Uh, Tasmanian devils, too. Well, I guess those aren't in the UK, but does that really matter where they are? Just uh, mosquitoes, cockroaches. Um, why stop at cats and dogs? In fact, I believe that's a bit on the, on the discriminatory side. So shame on you, UK leaders, for even... Um, just limiting yourself to cats and dogs. Amoebas! I think amoebas need, um, are entitled to vaccination as well. Oh boy, aren't you glad you don't live in the UK? Good thing no one's calling for that here yet. Uh, they'd be barking up the wrong tree there. Make sure you send me a question, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com, or follow me on Instagram, at freedomexpresspodcast. You can send your questions or just your comments there. Well, we, we talked about Jen Psaki before, White House press secretary under one Joe Biden. Um, remember, she's the, the golden standard of honesty. In fact, I believe that truth um, and facts in general originate with her, and then she gracious, uh, graciously shares them with us. But according to her, uh, the GOP, the Grand Old Party, the Republican Party, is now the one, is now the party that wants to defund the police. So, not the Democrats, who have been calling for defunding the police for over a year now, um, like uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Rashida Tlaib. Uh, peop- uh, dem- it doesn't matter that only Democrats have been calling for defunding the police, and zero Republicans have ever said anything close to that. It doesn't matter that only blue cities have actually de- started the process of defunding the police. No. Oh, no-brainer, duh. Yeah, Republicans defund the police. Huh, that makes sense. Good one, Jen Psaki. Thanks for enlightening us to the latest truth of the day. Well, to look forward to in this episode, you've probably heard about the Delta variant of the COVID. Uh, What is it? Is it just an excuse for more power? We'll dive into that. Also, if you're against the Democrats' radical climate agenda, then you automatically hate the planet and want to doom us all. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, I want to know what the facts are when it actually comes to this idea of climate change. But first, as as always, I wanted to give you kind of a glimpse into my life to know exactly exactly where I'm coming from, how my brain kind of processes things, and what experiences have really uh, shaped my life. So here's here's one of those stories. So a couple years ago, I was going to a youth group. I um, don't go there now. Um, I went there for at least two years. So I played a piano there for the youth band, and then there was this girl there. She was the alternate piano player. We switched every other week. And um, I kind of uh, wished that I would go up and talk to her, but you know I I could never work up the nerve, and because I was a lot shyer back then. Um, but this one time she came up and actually started talking to me, and I'm like, whoa! And she uh, 
And I was I was gonna com- compliment her. I was, what I wanted to say was, "Hey, nice job playing the piano tonight." But for some wacky reason, I had an abnormal amount of spit in my mouth, <laughs> and um, I was gonna say, "Yeah, good job tonight." But what came out was <laughs> sounded like a, a drowning longhorn cattle or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, needless to say, she did. Um, she did not come up and talk to me again. <laughs> but good thing I didn't actually spit on her because I feel like that would have been um, a bit worse. Uh, I could have given her the COVID. Well, this was before COVID, but you know, you know how it goes. Uh, speaking of um, speaking of the COVID, apparently uh, the Delta variant. Uh, of the coronavirus, which is basically uh, a scarier, cooler way of saying different COVID, um, is rampaging across the U.S. I, I believe the latest statistic I saw was 90% of the coronavirus cases today are um, due to this Delta variant. It was first found in India and then kind of meandered its way over uh, over here onto U.S. soil. Um, is it anything to be extra terrified about above the uh, already terrifiedness that you are about the normal COVID? So here's the deal. You shouldn't be any more scared of this than you are of the no- your normal run-of-the-mill average neighborhood COVID. So the vaccine, if you happen to have that, is supposed to work against the Delta variant and does not make people any sicker, according to uh, Fox News. I saw that. So if the vaccine works against it and it doesn't make people any sicker, what's what's the deal here? But you're not supposed to know that. You're not supposed to know that the vaccine works and it doesn't make people any sicker. You're supposed to be afraid. And you're supposed to be very afraid. Here's what uh, CNN's chief mania correspondent... Oh, I'm sorry. A medical, cor- uh, medical correspondent. Did I misspeak there? Uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta said. Listen to this. You might be walking into a situation where you simply don't know if people around you are vaccinated or unvaccinated. We want to put the fire out of this pandemic. And the way that we do that is to really contain it strongly, which means for a period of time, give this virus nowhere to go. Give it no no suitable options. Even a vaccinated person who may be the product of a breakthrough infection, stop that from happening. So to break down what this supposed doctor just said, so here it comes again, the lockdown. Brace yourself for the sequel. And as it is in the case of any sequel, it's never quite as good. So what he's saying, even if you're vaccinated, you need to stay inside, Even especially if you're not vaccinated. Um, but if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask and stay 32 feet away from everybody. In fact, it's better if you just go ahead and bury yourself right now, because we're all doomed to this new Delta variant. And it's this fear-mongering of, oh, if you... um, Doing the responsible thing is hiding out in your basement. Since when is hiding out in your house alone by yourself any sort of responsible thing to do? How's that going to be contribute to a productive society? And... I understand what he's saying about the uh, give the virus nowhere to go. 
but we already tried this one. We already had the lockdown. If Dr. Sanjay Gupta doesn't remember, the lockdowns didn't work. In fact, they did kind of the opposite. They made things worse. Not only were the rate of infections the same as otherwise, but economically, we suffered big time. And physically suffered big time because people were afraid to go to the doctor with their other disease. They were afraid to go the, their scheduled surgery. And not to mention the, the suicide rate, which has climbed. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, is that what you really want for this country? And the answer is yes. That is what these people want. And why is that? Why is it that the left wants to bring back the lockdowns? Because they're losing control, and they know it, and they want it back. What did the lockdown let them do? I think that's a really important question to ask. I have said this before, the left doesn't do things without a reason. The lockdown let them have mail-in voting, let them perpetuate mail-in voting which was ripe for fraud, and we talked about that in, uh, in another episode, if you want to go check out uh, the stuff about mail-in voting. Um, and also had more people tune in to them. Uh, people were at home, they didn't have as much to do, so what did they do? They consumed abnormal amounts of media. And, of course, who has the monopoly, basically, on media? But that's the left. So we have CNN, MSNBC, ABC, all of these stations... They were able to form the narrative. They were able to twist and say, oh, this is reality. Because people weren't outside themselves, they weren't able to ascertain. So they relied on the, the supposed good nature of people. But what happened was that they were lied to, and these lies were perpetuated. They got to control what truth was. Oh, Eric, let me uh, let me give you an example. Uh, remember last year, um, if you said anything about COVID, maybe even possibly coming from a lab, you were automatically banned from basically every social network. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Because it, the Silicon Valley had this alliance that they didn't want that narrative getting out for one reason or another. So a majority of people did not believe that it came from a lab. Not because the evidence didn't hold up, but because they weren't allowed to see the evidence. And in fact, the evidence was suppressed and called false misinformation. And who knows what other things were called false mi misinformation that the, media isn't, that the media isn't telling us. And I think this is the, the key takeaway of what I want us to get right here. Is the agenda of the left thrives off of patterns. You just have to kind of know what to look for. So, uh, one pattern that use fear-mongering for control, we can see this, and they're trying to hype it up right now. We saw that last year, where if you went outside, you were instantly dead, plus killing grandma. So not only did you have your own death to worry about, but you had the death of those around you that you cared about. So they had that ethical appeal right there, that emotional appeal. And they're trying to hype that up again. We can recognize that pattern. We can also recognize the pattern of them accusing the other side of what they do. They accused 2016, stealing the election. Cough, cough. They accuse uh, the Republicans of racism. Yes, the party of slavery, the KKK, Jim Crow laws, and Japanese internment camps. Yeah, 
That's the party that's anti-racism. Sure, let's go with that one. Also, they accuse the Republicans of denying science, and we'll get to this um, in, the, in the next segment, more about climate change right there. And also, uh, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, Jen Psaki, uh, the media has hopped onto this as well, accusing the Republicans of saying that they were going to defund the police. These are just blatant lies. And it's almost like they don't have any originality. They can't come up with a new, uh, a new pattern. They can't come up, uh, they can't accuse this other side of something new. They just have to, it's almost like they have a limited vocabulary and can only call people names and, and accuse them of doing what they themselves are doing. They are so entrenched in lies that there is no escaping it, that the narrative cannot escape lies. And that's really sad. I wish our country were at a point where our, we had a, an actual two-party system, where this party was advocating for these policies and this party were advocating for these policies, and normality was kind of maybe somewhere in the middle. But that's unfortunately not where it is today, and that's what people kind of perceive it as. But unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. Maybe at one time, perhaps. But no, definitely not in this day and age. But I mentioned um, denying science just a few seconds ago, um, and I wanted to kind of turn to climate change a little bit. Because I have a lot of, because um, I have friends that believe in global warming, they believe in climate change, and I kind of ask myself why. It's but but it's because they've been taught to believe that they they they're taught. Oh, everyone believes in uh, man-made global warming, right? So you don't want to be the science denier, do you? You don't want to be the one that's still using a typewriter when we have MacBooks. You don't want to be the one that's still using like a dial-up, right? You don't want to be old school, not with the times. But, as always, we have to look at the actual facts behind the hysteria. So here's our, the, here are our actual facts, and these are documented. Average, so the average global temperature in the past 100 years has only risen nine-tenths of a degree Celsius. Nine-tenths of a degree. Now, I'm not 100% sure that I've done this math right, but I believe that that's less than one degree Celsius that the temperature has changed. Huh. In the past 100 years, this is ever since we've been able to have the technology to record it. Now, why is there such hysteria? Oh, the world's gonna end in 10 years, 5 years, 15 years, 50 years. Kind of depends on who you ask a little bit. But there's a consensus about among the climate scientists. The world will end unless we enact their policies. But why is there this hysteria over 9 tenths of a degree Celsius? But it's not really about the 9 tenths of a degree. It's about the policies. But I wanted to keep going on about uh, dismantling this idea that, oh, we're in the midst of a grand catastrophe. Let's keep looking here. So carbon. Carbon is one of the main pollutants that they talk about. By the way, carbon, not a pollutant. Here, um, everyone take a deep breath in and deep breath out. Yep, you just right there contributed to killing the environment. Shame on you. Shame on you. On you. 
So yes, we breathe out carbon dioxide. How is something that comes from us a main pollutant? I don't know, let's keep looking into this. So there was a major temperature spike that happened um, in the early 1900s. Um, and by major, I mean not major like at all. Like I would consider major like 30 degrees. This is still like probably less than half a degree Celsius. But anyway, major comparatively to what would be normal, I guess you might say. Um, but this was before carbon levels were high enough to do anything. What does that mean? Well, if temperatures rose before man had had put enough carbon in the air to even theoretically make a difference, then chain then these changes in temperatures could not have been man-made. You won't hear this from the media. You won't hear, oh, yeah, the temperature was technically rising, although if you even consider that rising, before man had put enough carbon in the air. That means that man could not be the source of quote-unquote climate change. Now, here, let me, put it, let me put it a different way, and this is going to be a little bit more technical. So at the beginning of being able to uh, record carbon levels, uh, the le uh, levels of carbon uh, were 280 parts per million. So parts per million, t you take a million particles, uh, random sampling, and about 280 of those are going to be carbon. But when, in the, the early 1900s, the warming, um, the quote, warming started, remember, still minuscule, uh, the level was 298 parts per million. Or, therefore, according to the liberal environmental theory, the rise in temperature would be attributed to 18 parts per million of carbon. In which case... At this point, we would all be fried silly. So let me get this straight. So if the carbon level rose only 18 parts per million, and that was supposed to cause this temperature change, you realize how much more carbon there is in the air now? In order for one to cause the other, we would have to have different results right now. And that's why we have so many flawed projections because they did they they did say that oh increased carbon is going um to create global warming and that's why we have all these doomsday uh, projections but see their reasoning is flawed because it's not happening by the way back in 2007 the temperature dropped 0.7 degrees celsius back to the level it was in 1930 so the temperature of the earth cycles it doesn't it doesn't stay the same, and so it does It does go up a little bit, and it will go down a little bit. It ebbs and flows like a river. We have reason to believe that in um, the past 400 years, we are experiencing an unusually cool time in Earth's history. And remember, in uh, the 1970s, global cooling was all the rage. But when they realized that that was a facade, they had to switch to global warming. And when they realized that that was a facade, now it's become climate change. And that's that that's the claim right there. But is climate change going to doom us all like all these projections are saying? All these climate experts, all these climate scientists, I don't know what what it entitles you to the the name climate expert. I don't quite know what the process there of becoming a climate expert is. 
probably knowing something about the climate, which these uh, jokers obviously do not. Um, I wanted to um, have a list here of over 50 times where uh, climate scientists over the past, I guess, 50 years have projected doomsday results. Oh, the world is going to end. Here are some of them. And just feel free to kind of laugh at a lot of these because they are uh, kind of funny given that, by the way, the world has not ended right now. So uh, let me let me take a look. Uh, oh, in 1970, it was predicted uh, there would be an ice age by two the year 2000. Um, let me see. In 1978, they said there was no end in sight to the 30-year cooling trend. Um, that was when... Uh, so they were pre- uh, predicting an ice age. Remember, global cooling was what I was talking about then. Oh, in 1988, the predictive Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. Um, update, they're not. Uh, so that was that was false. Rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing done by 2000. That was in 1989. Um, update, that didn't happen. Um, 1989 again. New York City West Side Highway would be underwater by 2019. By the way, it's not. Um, in the year 2000, they said children won't know what snow is. That's another prediction. Uh, in 2008, the climate genius known as Al Gore predicted that the Arctic would be ice-free by 2013. Um, hey, Al Gore, it's not. Um, in 2009, the climate genius known as Prince Charles uh, told us that we have 96 months to save the world. Um by the way, uh, 96 uh, plus months, actually. It's a lot more than 96 months later. Uh, Prince Charles, we're still here. In 1972, they said oil would be depleted in 20 years. That didn't turn out to be... Uh, bu- 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 bu. In 2005, they said Manhattan would be underwater by 2015. That didn't happen. I could go on and on with this list, and I, I'll save you the details because it just kind of gets a little monotonous. Oh, this is going to go underwater. Oh, this is going to melt. Oh, this is going to freeze. When will it stop? All the climate scientists couldn't possibly be wrong about this, could they? But I just told you their record. These are the records of all these climate scientists. By the way, these are some of the same people that are still alive today proclaiming doomsday. So just like the consensus in, quote, consensus, in the 1700s, the bleeding people to get disease and illness out was a good idea. To get the bad blood out was a good idea. There's supposed to be a consensus today among climate scientists. But I'm here to tell you, that there's not a consensus among scientists. There are um, there is a petition. Uh, over thirty one thousand scientists signed saying that global uh, uh, that man made global warming that uh, climate change was a facade. Thirty one thousand. That's a lot of people, by the way. I don't know that many people. So if it's a facade, like all of these scientists that a lot of these scientists are saying. What is what is the reason behind it? And I, I think it's important. What is the perspective of these climate scientists? Um, so I, I, I found a quote by National Park Service uh, ecologist and climate guru uh, David M. Grabber. Uh, he wrote this in the Elliott Times years ago, um, a, a bunch of years ago. But it provides good perspective even now today of what the viewpoint of these climate scientists is. 
So let's let's take a look at what David Grammer has to say here. He says, We contaminated the planet with atmospheric hydrocarbons and metals beginning in the Industrial Rev Revolution. I am not interested in the utility of a particular species or free-flowing river or ecosystem to mankind. They have intrinsic value, more value to me than another human body or one billion of them. Human happiness, and certainly humans, are not as important as a wild and healthy planet. What a sick perspective. A free-flowing river is more important than one billion people? But this is the perspective of the climate fanatics. They care about the environment more than a billion people. I'm sorry, how soulless do you have to be in order to have something so disgusting and revolting even uttered from your lips? But remember, I said this, the left doesn't do things without a reason. So what is the reason for pushing uh, this fanatic, false, by the way, idea of man-made climate change? So just like it was with COVID last year and what they're trying to ramp up again, it's for more control. And the, the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, issues so many regulations that it's really crippling to industries and businesses. But the goal of all this, the goal of pushing this, the goal of empowering the EPA is for more control over the daily lives of Americans. Because the end goal is totalitarianism. It is communism. And I, I don't I don't mean to sound like Joe McCarthy of the of the accused oh everyone's a communist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying look at the policies and where they're trending. What does this remind you of? Because the end goal is more control. It, the end goal is total control, but they they grab control of this over here, and then they grab control of this over here. Oh, we're gonna tax you a little more so you don't have as much uh, control of your money. Oh, you can't spend your money on this. Oh, your business can't do this. And don't get me wrong, we do we need to take care of the planet that God gave us. We don't need to be dumping toxic chemicals into lakes and rivers. But we don't need to be putting a singular tree over the lives of. Americans, and not just Americans, humans in general. There was, um, here's an example. Uh, in India, uh, a lot of people there were using incandescent light bulbs. But a bunch of environmentalists came in, and they got them to take away all of their light bulbs because the light bulbs were supposedly giving off uh, carbon, which uh, they said was going to contribute to global warming. So they took away all of the incandescent light bulbs. And what were the what were the people of India left with? Well, they were left with they were, had to use kerosene lamps, which, by the way, ended up being worse for the environment. But anyway, they didn't think that far ahead, obviously. So they were forced to have a, a lower quality of life because of these horrible environmental policies. So that's and that's just one example. I, um, there are several more. But if you believe in climate change. I want to hear what you think. If you think I'm wrong, tell me. I, I would love to have a discussion about it. FreedomExpressPodcast at gmail.com. At FreedomExpressPodcast. Share your comments and your questions with me right there. 
while this has been another great episode, normally right here we would have um, my um, our audience questions, but I believe I'm running a bit long, so I'm not gonna um, not we're not gonna be able to do that right this time. But make sure you keep sending in those questions. Uh, I already told you where to send them in, and we'll definitely get to your questions next week. And by the way, if you happen to love the Babylon Bee like I do, then make sure you look forward to my interview with Kyle Mann, the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee, coming up real soon. Tell your friends. And always remember to vaccinate your dog. This is the Freedom Express. <laughs>